here we are, music and microphones up. It's sounding good. Uh, I'll just turn up the music a bit. And um, typically with One Mind Live, we basically step up to the mic and go, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. So what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I woke up this morning to a line of ants going from my window across my bench top to I had a couple of dishes in the sink that I had not put in the dishwasher mm -hmm. last night and it was a very thick line of ants very busy and they were swarming on this plate and um, so I just said to them I'm, I was thinking about this Anna Breitenbach she's an animal communicator mm -hmm. and um, she told a story of or somebody had told a story of having a massive ant problem and they finally solved it when they just kind of tuned into the ants or maybe they had her do it or something I don't remember and they said give us an apple so once a week she puts an apple at the bottom of her yard and after a decade of struggling with ants on this pro property and doing absolutely everything else it was solved so that's in my mind as i'm that's watching these ants which beautiful she, that, thing was which the is. apple covered in ants she just stuck it she just would throw it in the back of the yard once a week and then it would yeah they weren't piling up so i guess they were eating them what a, what a, what a beautiful think. solution. Yeah, so I, I saw these ants and I basically said, and I don't have any sort of barriers around it thinking ants are gross or anything. I don't want them in all over my, it was my fault for having some plates in the sink, but um, I just looked at them and I looked at them busily streaming back and forth from this plate and I just sort of said to them, you've got 20 minutes to get everything you can carry and go because those left behind will be dead because I'm going to clean this up. Mm. And I will be rinsing you off the plates and everything like that. So you've got 20 minutes. And I went away and I came back and three quarters of the thing was gone. There were still a few stragglers on the plate and little stream was mostly gone. So they got out of there. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I was remembering so, you so at, was at that point I said well of course I said something like well they're in the field mm. they they got they picked it up in the field mm. which is shorthand for something much more incredible um, Rupert Sheldrake who's a, um, a physicist talks about the morphogenic field and that uh, there is nothing separating from it from anything and it's just one singular consciousness so at that point, at that point, <laughs> I might, to argue? Yeah, at that point, I'm going to run away from the microphone because that's just so huge. And uh, but um, but then Naomi Johnson, you mentioned about a friend and their dog. Yes, yes, a friend was having a problem with a dog that had started snap snarling and barking at a family member, and it was causing a lot of distress. And it had just had started happening about, I guess, three months ago or something. And this dog was much loved, and obviously the family member too, and it was it was a, a big, what do we do? Mm. And, um, and so she reached out to me and suggested, asked me, you know, if I would, if, if there was some way to, um, that tapping could help. And I said, well, you can try surrogate tapping for mm. um, the family member, or you can tap for your own reaction to it, or you can tap for the dog, you can give it mm. a try. Mm. And she decided to try the dog, I guess she thought it would be easiest, and she, so she was doing a walk, and she just said, I, you know, Spot or whatever the dog's name is. You know, I really like so and so, and so and so likes me, and um, and he's nice, and I'm a nice dog. And she just said it was the simplest, most basic thing. And she said she just did it the whole for every twenty minute walk. She was kind of imagining it in simple dog language. 
Just not even dog language, just really simple, straightforward terms. Mm. I like this person, this person likes me, I'm a good dog, they're a good person. And when they came home that afternoon for the first time in three months, there was no barking and carrying on. There was just tail wagging and friendly. Mm. Hmm. Which is an interesting approach for tapping, isn't it? it Because you don't usually try and program them to see someone a different way no and it's surrogate so no, she was she was tapping for the dog she was ta- tapping for the dog so she was the, the when so when you surrogate tap you're kind of helping that that mm-hmm. entity to release and process but um permission is given or denied kind of at the level of energy so it's not like you can tap for someone like um you know over here that um um you want them to. You give, want them to do something yeah. else, so you tap for you can't do that. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. only if there's if there's if there's um, if it's something where you're helping to soothe something and there's no resistance because it yeah. might be resistance. Okay. So she yeah, was like, more focusing on soothing the dog. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than was, changing its response. It was so about the, seeing her. It was about seeing her family member as a as 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 not a threat anymore. The and, intentions were clean. Yeah. Energetically clean. Yeah. Um. Uh. So you can't kind of go. Uh, that person over there doesn't see me, but they're really hot so I'm going to surrogately tap them to fall in love with me you know you might get them to notice you but you're not going to fall in love with them you might go why am I suddenly looking at that person no different than if you're sitting on a bus and you feel something and turn around and somebody's staring at you I know like we have that ability yeah 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 that's one that one's really clear the first time I saw this in action was years ago in the 70s um some really progressive chiropractors um uh that who are still operating they're fabulous and um I would see them um uh, working um, in a surrogate way for tap, uh, uh, chiropractic adjustments for their child, really? for their baby. Really? Yeah. So you would, they would lie on on the on the bed, and they would actually adjust with the intention that they would be adjusting the baby mm. energetically. Mm. And of course, it worked. Wow. Uh, so that's when I started thinking, hmm, there's uh, there's uh, there's strings attached to everything. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, when Jasper was a little baby, we were, Celeste and I, you know, we were whispering one night like, um, Celeste was going, I don't think I can breastfeed anymore after nine months. I, I just don't know what to do. And we we're coming up with these solutions. And we were just talking about it. And Jasper was in another room. She couldn't have heard her. She was asleep. And she was... But the next morning, she refused to have any breast. <laughs> and I was like, there, there, are those strings again. <laughs> what came first? <laughs> well, what came first? Maybe Jasper's going, yeah, and then Celeste went. No, Jasper's like, I don't want her to be hurt by the fact that yeah. I'm done with yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, so it's just so astonishing. So um, there's this, and as Rupert Sheldrake, I like to pretend I'm really into physics, uh, but uh, he says it's called the morphogenic field, it's the singularity, and uh, we're all running around with our own little receiver stations, our own kinds of ways of seeing the world, but we're all actually operating under the, under a singularity. We are one. We are one, which mm. I suppose um, brings us to the name of One Mind Live. Mm. It's kind of built into it. Well, I like the radio mm. analogy because um, because radio waves are out there, whether mm-hmm. we're tuned to the station or not. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a tiny little transistor, mm-hmm. you'll hear... And if you've got a nice boom box, it'll oh. pick up the same signal, but it'll be beautiful, sounding oh. great. So it's to do with the... Receiver. The receiver. You do yep. psychic development 
courses. Yeah, actually, it's just reminding me, we ran the opening to chat all weekend, just this last weekend, and I always explain channeling as as that, that mm-hmm. I'm the receiver and the, the field, field of consciousness has all kinds of information that you can access, you can tap into. Um, and, and and we do an invocation to tap into all, always the highest guidance possible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the way that that comes through in different people in the group is always really interesting. Because yeah. what's highest for somebody is very different from what's highest for another and what's highest for me. Mm. Um, but whatever comes through is always perfect and yes. on point and lots of coincidence or synchronicity or reflections occur it's really magical very affirming practices because you realize that yeah i'm connected yeah yeah (laughs) i'm connected however much my little mind is telling me i'm different and however you know my skin color or my hair type or my height or my language or all of those things no we're the same yeah and then when people tune into that do you find people are often surprised by, like, you know, if you suddenly hand someone a radio and they have it as a, you know, as an ornament, and then one day they realize, you point out, you can turn that dial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you turn it, you might, and they go, huh, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, like, yeah. you know, music and, starts coming and, out. And it's really, you know, it is confronting this notion. You know, it's like, well, I, you know, I want to be me, you know. I'm me, I'm an individual. You know, and I remember um, also talking about this to a friend, and he um, turned around and said, "You're just you're just being a cultural Marxist." And I said, "What on earth are you talking about?" <laughs> he said, "It's a kind of sneaky way of introducing communist ideas and socialism that we're all that there's a great singularity." And I'm going, "You just I just am not coming from there <laughs> at all." So. Um, uh, actually, I'm, you know, it's but to actually acknowledge this and tune into it, um, you you have interesting and strange things happen, which to you know, I think I'm seeing myself at a kindy level. It's it's astonishing when weird things go on, mm. you know? but I don't think any of it's actually weird. No, yeah. no, it's very natural. It's very but natural. But it is a bit out of the matrix. It you know, really the matrix is. has us believe that you know we get up, we go to work, we or we get up, we have breakfast we should have a good breakfast but usually we skip breakfast and we have a coffee and then we go on the train or then and and we pay our bills and we whinge about our mortgage Mm -hmm. and we have you know the relationship and the children or whatever it is that that happens and that's normal exactly and there is a bit of a in in my humble opinion there is this kind of collective consciousness or this collective dream that we are all in thinking that that's what life is about mm. but it's it is truly magical when you have these field experiences when you realize my goodness i can talk to ants <laughs> i can talk to ants yeah we can yeah. have a communication mm-hmm. when you realize that you can have that communication with everything <laughs> yeah the tree the car the yeah. rock the the earth like it all its consciousness is rich I have everywhere had, I have had and I know of other people that have had that kind of sense of communication with their car mm-hmm. yes um, I have or definitely. with tools like I, I borrowed um, my uh, friend across the street I borrowed her uh, lawnmower mm-hmm. the other day or she came over and brought it over because my grass had gotten so long and the way she talked to this lawnmower she's mm-hmm. now you're not going to disappoint me are you now you're going to do mm-hmm. Naomi a favor we're going to get the light and it was like it wasn't just like a little joke thing and there was some serious 
well, yeah, coaching we, going on. We, we extend our consciousness or our presence into the things around us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, it yields. I, and it yields. A car is an extension of mm. your body. Well, in, all, in the sense that all of reality is, is an, extension an extension of our consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and when, I, when the ants kind of, you know, cooperated with my explanation of what was going to happen, I have to say I was delighted, but I didn't feel surprised. Mm. It more felt like, yes, like I just had managed to align myself with that, with that. And maybe because it was such a small thing and I didn't have a huge investment in it. Or attachment. Yeah. yeah. And so I wasn't pushing it too hard or something. I just said, mm. hey guys, here's how it's going to go down. I just, rem- I just remembered the time I showed you how to get rid of blowflies out of your house. Because um, I don't know about other countries, but we have these big blowflies that come into the house. In Especially if you have a horse over the fence. And, like uh, and it's really annoying because um, when, I, when I have my afternoon meditation, uh, it's it's like they know and they come in going <laughs> and I go like that and and then of course I'm running around the room trying to get I don't want to kill it you know I've been picking flies off glass windows for years now and thro- just gently pushing them out the window going go on you know um, but one day I thought hang on a second I'm just going to open the window or open the door and of course they fly around and they won't go out the door and I thought okay all I'm going to do is just tap into this morphogenic field thing and just sort of point at the fly and then move my hand and point at the door and the fly went wee straight out the door and I went that's outrageous I have to try that again (laughs) so I kept trying I kept working and then I showed it to to my wife Celeste and she's gone that's it you've really crossed the line (laughs) and I've gone watch this and I went wee and the fly went wee straight out the door and she's gone no no do that again and then next time it happened I did it again do you do a process of connecting or like yeah, I do. expanding? I, I, or... I, talk, I talk to the fly in my mind and say, you want to go out. You want, actually need, you want to get out of here. You don't want to be in this room. And you can go out that way. And I point it for it. And it goes whoosh straight out the... Okay, that's right. I'm just going to run off now. and the ma- I'm the mad composer. I'm allowed to talk like this. Hey, I just told ants that yeah, they had 20 minutes. Like, you're, in, you're in good company. So I showed Naomi Jansen and it worked. So, yeah. um, and then I showed my cousin, who blowflies drive her mad, and um, uh, she now just directs them out the window. And, just, and she said it works. They go out this way. So if any listeners have ever tried marshalling... Mm-hmm. Let's start with insects. <laughs> start start with insects because, you know, it's, and the stakes aren't high. Graduate to your lover. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe practice on the insects a little bit first. <laughs> when they bend to your will, then you can try on the lover. Instead of sending them out, you can bring them in. Yes, that's exactly. right. It's all part of the same thing. Okay, on that note. All right, shall we? Okay. We'll see you guys on the other side. See you soon. <laughs>